Designcast Podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators. Hello and welcome to Designcast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. On this episode of DesignCast, I had the very special opportunity to speak with Ryan McLaughlin. Ryan is a STEM expert, math educator, lawyer, and podcast co-host. His podcast is all about VR and is called Ready Teacher One. I know that you will enjoy hearing about his work in Uganda and the great guests that he has had on his podcast. You can follow Ryan on Twitter and LinkedIn. You can listen to Ready Teacher One podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Ryan McLaughlin. Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast, and I am absolutely so pleased to have Ryan McLaughlin on with me today. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jason. How about yourself? Hey, man, I'm making it. I really appreciate you accepting my invitation to chat. And so, oh, Ryan, if you don't, <laughs> it's so great to have you here. And so, if you don't mind, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you became an educator? How I became an educator? Wow. So... I have been an educator since shortly after I graduated college, which was longer ago than I care to admit now. But I, you know, I majored in math in college. To be perfectly honest with you, didn't really have any plans for that. But right after college, I got my very first teaching job and just felt called to it and, and fell in love with it. I was at a, a dropout prevention school for at-risk youth at first, which was all sorts of challenging and all sorts of you know, just taking things day by day, but loved connecting with the kids, loved helping people grow. That school actually got shut down due to budget cuts. And when that happened, I took a break and fulfilled my promise to my dad and went to law school. But after three years of law school, I, I knew it wasn't for me. My last year of law school, I actually had a teaching assistantship where I was teaching first year legal writing. And 
realized that, yeah, I was I was supposed to be back in the classroom. And so I graduated law school, passed the bar exam and went straight back to the classroom. And I've been there ever since. So currently I am with To Move Mountains, which is a nonprofit that is doing educational development in the Nuba Mountain region of Sudan, which is a uh, very war-torn, very oppressed part of the Sudan that's been uh, the victim of genocide, hasn't gotten as much news coverage as Darfur, some of the other things going on in Sudan, but they are just excited as all get out about the future of education there. I've been developing curriculum with them, and I'm actually soon to start as a STEM learning expert for Sora Schools, which is a completely online project-based learning school. And uh, yeah, so that's me. Awesome. Man, you've done a lot. I, I really <laughs> appreciate that. And so when yeah, you were no in the in in the school system, what, what were you teaching when you were just in a regular school? Sure. So I have taught basically every level of math from sixth grade through 12th grade. So mm-hmm. on down to, you know, the 11 and 12 year olds in sixth grade on up through AP calculus, BC and multivariable calculus. I've kind of taught every math topic there is to teach in those years. So math was your thing, huh? Along with law. It was, yeah, for sure. <laughs> kind of a weird combination to be sure. I did get the chance to teach constitutional law to high school students one year, but that was a, a one-off thing. Oh man, I think they must have missed out by not having you do that longer. But hey, it is what it is. Right? <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> and, you saying that. So, so with to move mountains, you said you've been developing curriculum. What kind of curriculum have you been developing with them? Yeah, for sure. So they are really, you know, they've had a a tenuous piece in the region. They've had a ceasefire for a few years, and they are really building the school system from the ground up. So we are right now working alongside them to develop uh, a K through eight curriculum, all grades, all subject areas in that. Hopefully secondary school is coming at some point in the future, but for right now we're just focused on that. So I have been pretty focused on the STEM part of things, but also focused on helping to train teachers in using curriculum. We want to make sure like, you know, as we develop things like curriculum standards that they know how to incorporate those in their lesson plans and use them to the best effect with students and all that stuff. So it's been, you know, I, like I said, I was, I'm pretty focused on STEM stuff, but I'm also kind Mm. of generalized because it's an all hands on deck sort of situation. And as we're talking, you've just come back from Uganda. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, certainly. So for the last few years, a group of students from the Nuba Mountains of Sudan have been living in Uganda. And in most cases, they've been finishing their secondary school and then entering into a teacher training program. So I visited those folks in Uganda for just shy of three weeks. And that was where we did a lot of our training on curriculum development and lesson planning. And I'm super excited for the future for them. Just a tremendously talented and intelligent group of people that I think are going to uh, a huge impact on their people in the long term. Wow, I mean that's that's meaningful work, man. That you should be commended. Yeah. That's awesome, Ryan. Oh, I'm really really so impressed <laughs> to hear all about that. It's super cool, and you know oh, it man. makes folks listening. I'm sure because you know I have a lot of listeners from all over the world, but you know I'm sure anyone would think, wow, that is just really cool work you're doing. So well done, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to be a part of it. I you know. Don't know so, why I'm qualified, but they, they like me some, for some reason. So, Oh man, I could, I could tell why. So that's awesome. <laughs> so Ryan, tell me this. So you said you're kind of transitioning to, you're stepping back a little bit from that to do work with yeah. an online 
uh, provider. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. So Sora Schools is entirely online and they're also project-based, which is super interesting. You know, the founders, Wesley and Garrett, really just have a neat vision for how the school's going to go. And they've been around for just a couple of years now, but we've got kids from all over the country joining. They're really forward-thinking in terms of things like the mastery transcript and project-based learning. And I'm going to be doing STEM content for them. I'm super excited about that. I've had the chance to work a little bit with a couple of their students who are getting ready for the AP stats exam. So I've provided a little bit of tutoring for them, but the future is really bright, man. And I think as we've gone through this pandemic for the last, whatever it's been now, 14 or 15 months, you know, I think folks are really starting to think more outside the box in terms of distance education and in terms of uh, curriculum philosophy and all that stuff. So I think the the timing for Sora is just absolutely perfect. So I'm really excited for the future. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. If you listen back to any podcast of mine recently, it's always about how we're going to emerge from this sort of pandemic into the post-pandemic <laughs> phase. And I think you're completely right. I think that th- people are thinking of education in a different way. And so let's hope that that momentum does not fizzle you know once things get back kind of normal you know because i know parents are like get my kids out of my house you know (laughs) and let them get back to school so you know but i would love i really hope that a hybrid or an asynchronous model continues to work moving forward but that sounds like some cool work you're going to be doing with this other this other organization and so ryan the the main reason i asked you on man was because you have a podcast all about vr and ar So can you tell me about the podcast? Yeah, certainly. So the podcast is called Ready Teacher One. You know, it kind of riffed off of Ready Player One, the the wonderful book and movie there about VR. I co-host it with my dear friend, Adam Mangana. Adam and I were actually roommates together when we went to grad school. So we got our MEDs together at Vanderbilt. And, you know, while we were there, Adam was an early believer in VR and its potential for education, and he would bring it up all the time in class. And to be honest with you, you know, most of us would kind of just look at him and be like, man, that sounds really cool. You know, it sounds really sci-fi, but I I just don't know if that's going to impact education anytime soon. And, you know, we were all kind of scratching our heads. And then one day he brought his Oculus Rift to class. I mean, this, I guess, either 2017 or 2018. So, uh, you know, the Oculus Rift was still really new. It hadn't been in consumers' hands for very long. And he brings this Oculus Rift to class and he shows us the I Am A Man application, which I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with I Am A Man, but essentially you are put into the shoes of a black sanitation worker who's in Memphis for the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And to experience that event and to experience it through you know, the eyes of someone less privileged than yourself as a white person was absolutely mind-blowing. And, you know, I watched Adam put a classmate of ours who's a really battle-hardened history teacher and to watch her take the headset off with tears streaming down her face after going through this experience. It was kind of an eye-opening moment where I think myself and everyone else sort of realized, oh my God, Adam's right. VR is about to change education forever. And Part of it is that VR is making the sorts of experiential education that we've talked about in grad school, we've talked about in teacher training, all that good stuff. It's making it possible in ways that just haven't been possible before. So Adam and I kept talking about it after that afternoon. We eventually started the podcast. And as we've talked to folks really around the country and around the world, Ready Teacher One has given us this really exciting window to view all the ways in which education is 
about to change forever, we think, because of VR and because of AR. We really, truly believe that, you know, teachers are in this business because they want what's best for students. And every teacher that I've ever seen put a headset on for the first time has walked away going, okay, this is what's best for students. This is about to change everything. So, you know, we, we stole the name of the podcast from Ready Player One. But really, you know, we think about, you know, Ready Teacher One. We want teachers to be ready for all the exciting opportunities that are about to change the classroom forever. Mm-hmm. That's that's very powerful, man. I think that's super cool to hear why yeah. you're doing it, you know, because it and it is moving fast. There's so many changes in the field. So what do you see as for being sure. some of the biggest changes that are happening right now? So I think that some of the biggest changes, you know, first and foremost is accessibility. I think, you know, even just a few years ago, a lot of this stuff price-wise was really out of reach for most educators, most schools. I think you're seeing a tremendous drop in price. And and as that price continues to drop, I think you're going to see more and more schools kind of look into it and say like, okay, well, maybe this is something we can consider for us. I think over the next 18 or 24 months, that sort of thing is going to explode. The second big change we're seeing is content, right? I think at the very beginning of VR a few years ago, back when Oculus sort of revived everything, content was all gaming oriented, which is awesome. You know, I love playing video games myself, love doing it with my kids. Most teachers aren't looking to add extra distractions to their classroom, right? But over the last few years, there's been just this huge resurgence of content centered around education. And we're seeing some really neat stuff being developed that way. And then I think the third thing is uh, a couple of really neat applications around social VR have come out that are, you know, going to allow more synchronous type of teaching. I actually had the chance to teach in the Engage platform, which is just a beautiful platform. It's being used by a company called Victory XR. They had me teach a, an SAT math class entirely in VR a couple of months. And so kind of the, the rise of social VR to allow synchronous teaching, I think is going to empower VR to be used as a tool for distance learning as well. Those are the three things that we're really excited about right now, the three trends that we're seeing. And like I said, I think we are maybe 18 months, maybe 24 months at the most from seeing VR just explode across education. And we Mm. want folks to be ready. You know, it kind of reminds me of the way drones and 3D printers and laser cutters have have made their presence in a lot of schools over the past 10 years. And it seems like that's the next kind of wave or or, you know, phase in you know, ed tech, I guess you could call it. That's, that's super cool. I, I love all the different applications. I think they're limitless, it seems to me, especially with new video coming off of Mars and other stuff like oh, that. I mean, sure. can you imagine how that might actually oh, affect? Oh my goodness. Well, to be honest, I, I actually don't have to imagine. So Chris Masden, who was a, a guest on the Ready Teacher One podcast, he is with Immersive VR Education, which is the company that makes that Engage platform I was talking about a second. Back when the Perseverance rover was landing on Mars, he actually hosted a, a launch watch party in VR. And he basically took us to the surface of Mars. And it was absolutely perfectly beautifully rendered surface of Mars. We He took us on a hiking tour of the crater where the Perseverance rover landed. He had 3D models of both the Perseverance and the Curiosity rover, the, the previous rover that NASA had landed on Mars, so we could kind of compare and contrast to see how the technologies developed. He had a, a helicopter to take fl- folks around flight-wise, and then at the end, there was a, a big screen for folks to watch the actual live footage of Perseverance landing as, as it was broadcast around the world. So, you know, I've been I've been 
you know, geeking out about that for ever since Chris did it a couple of months ago, I absolutely, you know, my mind was totally blown. But, you know, the potential for science teachers to take their classes up and do field trips on Mars. I mean, I don't know a science teacher anywhere that wouldn't just be thrilled to be mm-hmm. able to do stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. I mean, we're finally living the magic school bus, I think. <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. That's that's super cool. I I tell you what. So what what are other than cost, what are some of the sure. barriers of using this sort of technology in schools mm. today? Yes. The number one barrier that Adam and I have encountered is that there are a lot of folks out there that have, I think, been burned by ed tech in the past. And what I mean by that is that ed tech has for a long time been saying things like I just said, like education's about to change forever, right? And rarely has that promise been delivered on. I think that, you know, for the most part, the sorts of innovations that have come through have been things that, you know, uh, the analogy of the shallow end of the pool versus the deep end of the pool. I think, you know, it's been the shallow end of the pool where you are getting teachers to do the sorts of things they've always done, but it looks cooler or it, you know, maybe takes a little bit less time, which is nice. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But it's it's not enough to really get folks excited. And where EdTech wants to be is the deep end of the pool where you're actually enabling folks to teach in ways that weren't possible before. You're you're enabling the sort of constructivist sort of, you know, PBL type education that we talk about, but maybe isn't always possible in the classroom given time and resource constraints. VR is different this time, but I think that there's a lot of folks that still feel very skeptical about all these things. So, you know, as as Adam and I have talked to teachers, you know, the a common response is, oh, that sounds cool, but isn't that just a video game thing? Or, oh, that sounds cool. I just can't see using it in my classroom. Or, or you know, oh, is that really, is this really going to change things? So overcoming that, you know, people have heard wolf cry before. The other thing I think is just honestly a lack of awareness. I I think, you know, as I've talked to teachers and principals across the country and I'll say things like, oh, yeah, you know, I just got done teaching uh, SAT math and virtual reality. And they'll kind of look at me and they'll say, virtual, virtual, you mean, you mean Zoom? Are you teaching SAT math over Zoom? I'll say, no, no. And I'll, you know, if I, if I have my Quest 2 with me, I'll reach over and I'll show them and I'll say like, no, me and all the students were in headsets. You know, we were meeting up all over the world, but we were in this rich 3D environment and it kind of blows their minds. You know, the other thing is just lack of awareness in the public mind. I think, you know, a lot of the news media coverage around VR has been centered around the gaming. And, you know, to be fair, like I said, the gaming was the focus at the, at the start, but I, I think as folks become more aware of it, as teachers become more aware of the power of it. And like I said, teachers, man, they get into teaching because they want what's best for their students. As they see this stuff and as they see the power for students, people are going to start to adopt the technology. Agreed. 100%, man. I've, I've always taught design or tech ed or industrial arts. Nice. That's always, you know, it's that there's a stigma that comes along with it. And But what you're talking course, about, yeah. too, are these constant initiatives that schools try, right? The school systems. And I I can understand why people would be, you know, once bitten, twice shy on these things. You know, it's like, oh boy, more equipment, you know, more training, more whatever. But you know what? That shouldn't stop you. This could be the thing, you know, this could be that thing that's different. So, oh man, I'm excited. You've got me fired up and I need to figure out more about (laughs) what I'm, what I can do with that. And I mean, how great is it to learn? I mean, what can we learn even from during the pandemic 
through VR, you know, and how can we handle future pandemics? I mean, uh, I tell you who's got a great handle on that stuff. Another one of our guests was Anarupa Gangli, who mm-hmm. is the founder and CEO of a company called Prisms of Reality VR. And she's developing math content in VR. And her lesson that I think is still in beta on the Oculus store, she's got this incredible 3D VR lesson on exponential functions, you know, traditional sort of algebra two kind of topic, but she uses not the pandemic, but a pandemic, right? A sort of an imaginary pandemic to sort of imagine like, you know, the exponential growth of an infected population. Encourage everyone to check that out if you get the chance. Like it's just absolutely tremendous. Very cool. It's almost like the walking dead happening in real life (laughs) a little bit. For sure. For sure. It's kind of crazy, man. (laughs) Waking up and what the heck just happened? Oh, I know. It's it's been rough, but you know what I think, uh, as we said before, I think a lot of good things are going to come from this and let's hope that we emerge better than when we went in, you know, to this situation. So, all right, Ryan, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, Thank you so much for what you've shared with me. Can you give me one book that everyone should stop right now and read? Oh man. So does it have to be an education nope. book or can it be anything? Book. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go ahead with the first thing that's on my mind. Last night I finished the three body problem. I don't know if uh, any of your listeners are sci-fi fans, but a number of my friends have been after me for years to read the three body problem and absolutely oh, okay. blew my mind. It's, the author is, I'm sure I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Lu Shishin, who's out of China much beloved sci-fi author out of China. And Mm. uh, man, that guy deserves to be talked about in the same breath as Asimov Mm. and Herbert and all the other greats of sci-fi. Like that novel just blew my mind. Awesome. I will put that in my my good reads list that I have for all my guests. And that way people can check that out because that sounds super, super cool. And so thank you so much for that, Ryan. And so how can people listen to your podcast if they're interested in finding out more about it? Yeah. So we are on all the major podcasting platforms. If you're an Apple podcast person, if you're a Spotify person, Google, we're on all the platforms. It's Ready Teacher One. And we would love to have you as a listener. Yeah, it's super cool. I've enjoyed listening to you guys lately, and I really appreciate you continuing to put out great content. If people want to get in touch with you, Ryan, what's the best way to do that? Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn, Ryan G. McLaughlin. I'm also on Twitter at Ryan G. MCL. And folks can always just send me an email as well. My email is R-G-M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N-1-2 at gmail.com. Happy to chat with anybody anytime. Thank you so much. I'm sure you'll have some folks reaching out to find out more about all these things you've been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, this has been such a pleasure, man. I really, really appreciate you taking time to chat with me. I'm excited to continue to follow what you're doing with all these great organizations that you're working with. And you guys just continue to keep up the good work on the podcast, man. Oh, man. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you this morning. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.